I'm Gail Straub, and you're listening to She Explores. This week, I'm so excited to be launching the first in a series of interviews inspired by our new book, Women in Water, which is available for presale now and launches March 20th in stores. Over the next couple of months, you'll hear from six women who contributed to the book, starting now with Bonnie Tsui, author of Why We Swim. When I would ask people questions about their relationship to water, I had to then ask myself those questions. And sometimes I would ask myself those questions while I was swimming, which was an entirely new experience because I usually would just get in the water and and go and and go on autopilot. But it it was enlightening to ask myself, what am I feeling? What am I thinking about? Where are my thoughts drifting? Where are they circling back? Bonnie's book, Why We Swim, dropped at the perfect time. It was April 2020 when we were all looking for guidance on how to move our bodies in ways that took us out of our heads and into our element. Why We Swim is a must-read, whether you think of yourself as a swimmer or not. It takes you to the source of our innately human relationship with water and weaves together history, science, and Bonnie's own personal story to propel us on the journey. I wanted to start this special She Explores Women in Water series with my conversation with Bonnie, because she truly is an expert on why we gravitate to the ocean, lakes, and other waterways that provide us with so much. Before we jump in, I do want to flag that we had some technical difficulties with recording. Oh, we hopped on multiple times to try to get it to work, so once we did, we ran with it. Uh, But the sound quality leaves something to be desired. Trust me, though, it's worth it to tune in. Bonnie and I talk about why we swim, her own start to swimming, how swimming helps us feel free, and so much more. But we start by talking about a delightful tweet that Bonnie had shared earlier that day. Bonnie, this morning, I was just scrolling on Twitter and I saw a tweet from you that said there's a strange giddiness in being pelted by hail while swimming outside Uh, and (laughs) I just loved hearing that from you because it really does evoke some of that happiness that you have about you know the element of water and, and swimming and I would just love to hear what inspired that tweet today. Yeah sure I mean I just uh, the thing that I love about swimming, of course, it is that it is immediately so transporting and takes you out of your normal frame of mind, your own perspective on things, your normal environment, right? I mean, it just makes me smile when I'm just swimming along in like a foggy, rainy, gray day and, and then getting hit by pellets of ice. <laughs> That's so unexpected. I just have to laugh and I have to take real pleasure in that because that is what swimming is about. It is this constant window where I get to go somewhere else. I get to be taken out of my normal frame of mind and to get pelted by some hail while swimming is a, a, a really lovely and very essential, very basic, very you know sensory way of jolting you out of what might sometimes feel like a hamster wheel that you know of life and i think that constant immersion in all of the waters i i just find that so refreshing and so it's a constant reset i guess is is what i'm trying to say Hmm. and and were you pelted by hail this morning 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to talk a little bit about your book, Why We Swim. And in an interview that you did promoting the book, you said, and I can quote you, you said, I know that from talking to a lot of researchers and scientists for this book, that the water is a draw for us no matter what. So no matter what, that's a big statement, you know, thinking about everyone, and you know, having some level of connection to to water. Um, so I'd love to, to hear a little bit more about this, like what in your research says that water is a draw for us, no, no matter what. Yeah, you know, I one of the things that was really important to me about writing while we swim was that it would be a book for people who who didn't necessarily think of themselves as swimmers, who never, for whatever reason, felt comfortable, never felt that it was for them. And I wanted to hold space for that feeling because it, you know, the water is a scary place. It can be life-threatening. It is something that we're not born knowing how to conduct ourselves and we have to be taught. And so if you're lucky enough to have those skills, to have had swimming lessons or someone to teach you that it is, you know, like we said earlier, it's a portal to another world and it is a privilege to get to do so. And so I, at the same time, I also wanted to get at the science and, and the research that has backed up the, the feelings around water that we've always known to be true. That when we walk on the beach and listen to the ocean and watch the waves roll in, that there's something really tranquil and calming about that, that there's something that causes us to to build those houses along the coast every time a hurricane knocks them down, mm-hmm. um, or that that we seek out waterfalls to listen to, to immerse ourselves into pools and ponds and lakes and rivers and streams and the ocean, because something calls us there. And it's not just that we need water to live, but it's that we our bodies are tuned into that environment. I just want to jump in quickly because... What Bonnie has to say is pretty cool, but I found it trickier to hear when I listen back, so I'm just going to summarize it. She goes on to cite science writer Florence Williams, who writes in her book The Nature Fix about how our brains and bodies respond to water. Our brains have increased alpha wave activity, or brain waves that are associated with calm, relaxation, and creativity. And even just listening to water causes physiological and neurological changes in us for the better. Swimming is something that over time reduces our blood pressure. It's just a really, it's great for our cardiovascular health. The the mere fact of floating, of having gravity removed from your existence for just a short period of time, it really does a lot. You know, it's a psychological weight that's lifted from you as well as the physical weight. Hmm. What was it like, you know, I'm sure you went into writing the book and you had your own relationship with water and knowing, you know, what was kind of intuitive for you and and knowing those things. And what was it like then doing the research and and grounding that intuition and science? It was really fun. I mean, I think it was, it, it also was a reason to interrogate my own experience with the water and things that I had always taken for granted and not really thought about that much, you know, and I, when I would interview both you know, I call them every person swimmers because I'm an every person swimmer. From Olympians to every people swimmers like us, that when I would ask people questions about their relationship to water, I had to then ask myself those questions. And sometimes I would ask 
myself those questions while I was swimming, which was an entirely new experience because <laughs> I usually would just, you know, get in the water and, and go and, and go on autopilot. But it, it was enlightening to ask myself, what am I feeling? What am I thinking about? What are, where are my thoughts drifting? Where are they circling back? And how do I feel when I'm done? Like, how do I feel when I get out? And it was a practice in meditation for myself in a way that I had not had before. And so that was actually a really wonderful way to um, enter into the flow section of the book, which is the last section of the book in which I talk about all the different things that happen to our minds and our bodies when we're in water. And also that it's it, 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 sometimes it, it's hard to talk about those things and that turning to the poets, turning to literature to talk about those things, to hear what great writers have said about those experiences was also really beautiful and really edifying. And marrying that to science and marrying that to the experiences of the characters who I met with these wonderful, amazing swimming stories, I think, you know, for me, this project was such a love letter to water and a love letter to the thing that has kept me afloat through my entire life. Hmm. In order to do the subject justice, like you had to really dig yeah. deep and and yeah. and not just think about, you know, one side of your relationship or anyone's relationship with water and swimming. Yes, for sure. And I because water lifts us all, because water is booing for all of us, I wanted people to feel like it could be for them even if they had never thought about themselves in that way. And I have to say that it has been really the joy of my life to get letters from people who have told me that after reading the book that they have decided to start swimming or they've gone to sign up for lessons at the Y or they um, you know, created this community of, you know, of swimmers who now have a ritual of going dipping in the middle of it. And I think that it is a connecting thing next to all of us and quite literally and um, in this really wonderful community. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that just working on the Women in Water book in terms of the the response of the contributors and and the kind of curiosity that we all have about each other. Uh, I'd love to, to dig a little bit more into your own water origin story. So, you know, in Why We Swim, you share about how your parents met at a swimming pool in Hong Kong. How how did they carry that practice forward or or not, you know, when, when they came to the United States? Well, some of my earliest and best memories of us as a family are by the water at Jones Beach in New York in the summers, um, swimming with my family or in the pool in the wintertime when my brother and I would be on the swim team and my parents would be swimming at the next lane over. And it is... Definitely for me, it is a touchstone also because my parents, right before I went to college, they divorced. And so I have a, there is a nostalgic cast to my memories of being in the water all together as a family because that also went away. You know, that was not something that continued. And so I carried on this love of swimming kind of on my own. And it's almost like I'm the only person who still does it in my family on a regular basis, which is ironic and, and a little bit bittersweet when you think of where we started. And so my parents, you know, they kept swimming to some extent, and then they kind of stopped when I was in high school, I would say. But I just kind of kept, at that point, swimming was something that I had my own relationship with. 
And it was, you know, I talk about this in the book as whether it was as a lifeguard or as a uh, teaching swimming lessons or being on a swim team and having a community that carried on from there. And I still have really great relationships from that period of my life. And it was a tribe that I found during a time when I needed it. So I think for all of those reasons, swimming feels like something that I've carried with me since I was born, really, right? And so that relationship has changed. That relationship has evolved. Why I swim, you know, when I was a kid is super different from why I swam when I was in high school or in college or as a young adult in the world or when I became a mother and now as a surfer and and swimmer and journalist of water, it's also its own thing. It's kind of snowballed and become this very collective experience as well. And I think that that has only made it seem bigger and also more multi-faceted, you know. Happily for me, this is something that doesn't, it's not getting smaller, it's getting bigger, it's getting more um, expansive and connects me to more people than I ever could have thought possible. And and do you do you swim as a family today with you have two boys? Yeah, um, I actually I am smiling because we just got back from Costa Rica, where it was ninety degrees and pretty day, and we just spent the whole day in the water. I mean, you know, surfing, swimming. I do think that my kids are happiest in the water. They feel really free. No one's telling them not to do anything because they're just. <laughs> I mean, I always think of this about kids, how from when they are born and, and become sentient that, that they are told not to do things or don't, you know, don't go somewhere or don't touch that or don't do that. And to be set loose into water and into the ocean or on a beach when you know how to swim. The ocean, especially for my older son, I think about it as something that he's allowed to wrestle with. <laughs> he's allowed to kind of throw his body into with abandon and no one's going to tell him that he, that's not a good thing you know and I think that for for all of us and I think for kids especially it's so joyous and wonderful to see a body at play in the water in that way and I think also for us as we get older um, it is water is something that does inspire play and and I always think about how I see older people acting like kids the most in and around water, like they, they are jumping into water or doing funny dives and little twirls underwater. I mean, that's a, that's a thing that water makes you do. You don't lose the desire to do that. I mean, I saw that today, you know, in the pool. Just seeing how happy and joyous and free people are to be in the water and to express themselves in whatever way that feels good to them yeah i was i was talking about that with uh olivia another one of the contributors of the women in water book uh for this podcast series and then one of us says something about how it's a little bit like a time machine you know it's that like ability to <laughs> to fold time and and transport in that way and oh it's really it is so freeing <laughs> It's so great. And I think that if you have, I mean, and doesn't it make sense? And if you have a practice, a regular practice in which you get to do that, like, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you <laughs> want to go into a time machine every day or, uh, you know, a few days a week and be a kid again and you know, feel the way you do 
and did when you were a kid. And, and actually, I was just talking with a friend of mine who is um, Caroline Paul. She's she's a oh gosh, she's just been a lifelong adventure and and such an inspiring friend of mine. Um, she was one of the first female firefighters in San Francisco, and she's also um, she's a gyrocopter pilot. She um, you know surfs. She paddleboards. She used to do like luging and skeleton. I mean, she wow. just had like a million lives. But she was talking about how, you know, when you do all of the things that you, you when you try and do things, and especially when you immerse yourself, I mean, I think we're talking about water, especially, we're talking about this last night, that it may, it gives you access to a, a version of yourself that you, um, that I guess that keeps you not young exactly, but in a young frame of mind. You know, your body will obviously, you know, all of us, our bodies are aging. You know, they they are getting older. They're changing over time, you know, for better or worse. And yet to keep that frame of mind elastic, I think water is a really great way to do that. And it's a practice that you you undertake pretty much daily, right? You you get into the water in some shape or form. Yeah, I really try to, you know, whether it's surfing or swimming, I think having different ways to engage with it. For me, you know, I and I will do the things on land. You know, I will do I will run if I have to or I will do some, you know, I know that I'm supposed to lift weights now and <laughs> strength training to keep my boat strong and all that stuff. And I do, you know, but I do it a bit grudgingly because it, it doesn't feel as playful. This is a big question, and I feel like you, in every time you talk about swimming and talk about water, you answer this in some way. But I'm asking this of everyone that I interview for this series. What would you say that water has given you? water has given me i mean basically everything <laughs> we've talked in this short period of time about my family about my friends about my kids about just well-being and um a sense of joy basically every day and i think it, it's not an exaggeration to say that it's given me a, a new kind of career <laughs> as a writer to you know and i had you know, I had written widely over the last, you know, 20 plus years as a, a professional writer and journalist. But I would say that, you know, I had begun to notice several years back that the pieces that I wrote about swimming or about when I would travel somewhere for work and write about water, write about going to visit a place, that those were. And I, and I took an editor, a really wonderful editor, a friend of mine at the New York Times, to point this out to me and said, you know, you are a swimmer. You love swimming. Why don't you ever write a book about swimming? <laughs> and then I started to look at some of these, what I thought were sort of one-off pieces, uh, essays about place or particular kind of community around water and realized, oh yeah, you know, this is a thing that I really, that is meaningful to me and is meaningful, obviously, to other people. And so maybe there is something here. And I think that for me, being able to write about these things, because writing is my other really great love in life, and, and to write about 
my relationship to water and also all the things that water can give to us um, and also why we have to take care of it. It's just like it, it to me is becoming more clear that that's a life's work and I'm happy to take that on. Oh, that's so lovely. Well, Bonnie, thank you so much for, for taking some time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Gail. I'm so glad we got to do this. <laughs> me too. Finally. <laughs> Yay! Learn more about Bonnie and her writing, including Why We Swim, at bonnietsui.com. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-T-S-U-I dot com. Bonnie's section in Women in Water is called Finding Freedom in Swimming. Women in Water is a book filled with stories of adventure, self-discovery, and connection in and on the water. It's available for pre-order now and will launch March 20th, 2023. As always, all of this is linked in the show notes. You can find She Explorers on social media, our website, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter to stay up to date. You can find me on Instagram at Gail Straub. If you enjoy listening, there are different ways to support us. You can subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Gail Straub. She Explores is a production of Ravel Media. Until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.